Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi, everybody. It's Marcia Casper Cook, and we're going to have a great show today. If you're ready for some fun, that's you've tuned into the right place. Uh, I think everybody needs a little fun right now. So I have, um, well, Bennett Pomeranz is here, Paris Afton Bonds, and Kathleen Ball is here, and we are going to have a fun show and plus very informative on so many issues and how to write great stories with good characters. So hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hello. (laughs) Bennett, we'll start with you. Tell everybody who you are. If they don't already know. I've been a comic writer, critic, bon vivant, uh, and I do a nice talk show on the blog talk radio uh, World of Ink <laughs> Network called Anything Goes with Bennett Pomerantz. And I sort of know Bennett Pomerantz because I'm him. Uh, it's, you know, and I talk to guests and everybody from Count Gore Duvall down to. Um, Daniel Dan Daryl Ray, who is my guest uh, this Thursday at four. And he's a new writer. He's a new author, right? A new author, so that should be yes. interesting. He has yeah. three books coming out. That's great. And I got That's a great. preview of one of them, and very nice. All right. That's good. All right, Kathleen, and, how are and you? The, and the other guests have been on oh, this we're show. Not done. Right, we're not, okay, okay go ahead. Go, sorry, we're not done with you, Ben. Go ahead, Ben. Keep going. <laughs> sorry, I have to breathe every once in a while. It's called some oxygen. Okay. No, and the other guests, of course, have been have mm-hmm. have been have been my lovely guests many a time. Yes, both of them. I met. I listened to them on your yes. show, and it was there. You know, well, actually, one of them we had. On my show and your show at the same time, Kathleen, and uh, then Paris was on your show. And, you know, honestly, you know, you've had some really great guests. So um, now they're my friends, hopefully. So that's a good thing. All right. So, Kathleen, you want to tell everybody what you do? You do a lot. I write historical Western romance. Um, Right now I'm writing Christian. Um, I also have some contemporary, but it's always, you know, the Cowboys, the Westerns that I write, and I've been writing since, uh, well, I've been published since 2011, I started writing in 2009, um, and I'm having a good time at it. Yeah, I think I think we all started around then, on, like with Facebook and everything, about not writing, actually yeah. I've been writing before that, but, you know, I think I, I, I've been, this show is from 2011, but then I had, with uh, Red River, it was two years, so I think it's like almost 11 or 12 years I've been doing this already, it, Pretty sure the time flies. We're having a good time. 
So I and um, Paris. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my name is Paris Afton Bonds. I've been writing since I was five. However, I've been paid a professional. Um, really, this is forty-nine years since I've been earning my living writing. So I'm the old horse here, I guess. No, I don't think so. We, one thing on this show, we do not talk about age. Age matter on this oh, show. Oh yeah, everybody's right. ageless. Everybody is ageless on this show. But I think that's, that's, that's how lucky. I was going to say how lucky we are to be getting paid to follow our passion. I I, I just yeah. feel so fortunate. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we and then, and certainly now too. Or, you know, and you too. You know, and I said before the show, I said uh, you both write cowboys, and I just I I can't. I want to. <laughs> I don't think that's ever coming out of me, cowboys. But I think people love cowboys, um, and um, I think people. You know, you have series, and you talk about, and and you write good characters, both of you. You know, and so I think that a lot of times people don't realize how hard it is to make a character great and to make them memorable. So I think maybe we should talk about a little bit about Paris or and Kathleen, both of you. How do you keep your characters, you know, interesting and exciting for you to write also? Paris, you can go first. Well, I think there a character is going to be as diverse as any human we meet, but we, I need to know two things about my characters, uh, Marsha, before I ever start. And I need to know their greatest fear. And I also know, need to know their greatest goal, what they want more than anything else in life. And then the characters, outside of those two things, it's like um, when you each draft is like visiting a seaside resort. And each summer you meet the people and you get to know them a little better and a little better, and they become great fan- friends. So uh, the characters develop on their own by, by the dictates of the story. But I really need to know what they are afraid of the most and what they want the most. That makes sense. That makes sense. Kathleen, what about you? I like flawed characters. So what I do is I figure out what their flaw is going to be. And Cowboys is historical. Usually I make men a little bit clueless about women so that, you know, there's a little humor sometimes and then it can be heartbreak too because he has no clue. And I also believe growth is a big thing with characters too, that you can make them stronger to make them more understanding or like um, Paris said, Fear and maybe they overcome that fear by the yeah. end of the book. Yeah, yeah. That's like character. regular people, right? And Bennett, mm-hmm. well, as a review, I wanted to ask Bennett about you as a reviewer in all those years. Now, what do you think makes a good character and makes you like a book? It's got to be real. If it's not real, there's a difference between fiction, drawing the line of fiction and fantasy. And reality. If the character seems like he's too Teflon, then yeah, I don't. I hate him. But it's like uh, I'm going to revolve on a book that was done 40 years ago, 50 years ago, called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie was from a poor family. 
uh, his, you know, and everybody else is rich and or has affluence. And Charlie is poor, and suddenly he gets this golden ticket. And he takes his aging grandfather, and he just basically... And goes to the truck effect with no expectations other than a day out. And that's mm-hmm. what makes Charlie and the Truck Factory for me. Now I know it's a kid's book, but no, if you read it, it's more than just a children's book. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, children's books have messages that adults could, you know, use to understand also. You know, uh, they. You know, there are many children's books that when you're reading them, you go, oh, this is important for adults to learn, too, you know, of how to get around in the world. You know, I don't think people realize when kids, they write a kid's book, it could also relate to adults the same, you Mm -hmm. know, as some of the things the adults neglect to do, you know, with friendship and with, you know, those are important for adults to learn. You know, so I think right now we're all learning a lot of lessons because um, I think AJ, so many things have changed. Uh, J.K. Rowling very yeah. well pointed out that we adults could learn from the uh, and the magic of the children, the magic world they create. Too often we lose that. Yeah, the magic, right? I think that's true because right. Well, and, and you know, and although like right now, I mean, it's very difficult to write that magic when you're in this situation now because people are very unhappy. So how do how does anybody and you know anybody can answer this you know how do you get through this with continue to write while you're living in a world that is not exactly what we want it to be? Kathleen, you do it. go ahead. <laughs> Kathleen, um, I need to start with sorry, uh, Kathleen, go ahead. It did take me. Now before it was um, I couldn't concentrate. But then I saw how much I wasn't making, and I support my family. Yeah. So I thought, i got to get back on this. And then there was the, um, the readers themselves thanking me for taking them out of their world and putting them in my world of whatever they were reading. You know, right. from That's two hours, thing. they didn't have story. So I've been reading more myself just to do that, too. Yeah. Yeah, right. I, I think I that's true. That found, sounds good. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Pat. Pat. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, I have, I've been writing so long, and people think, you know, you wait for inspiration or a good time, or, and I've had to write. I, in fact, I had an article in Writer's Digest about 40 years ago, uh, called Minute by Minute, and it was about even nursing with one hand while I was typing with the other, but. You you don't wait for the good time or the right time. You grab whatever. I mean, you're a professional and you just you write. And I sit down every day, and it's it's not inspiration. It, it's perspiration most of the time. Yeah, yeah. And I will and I, say I, though, right now, if you're writing anything, it um, it's like during the depression uh, and the Ziegfeld Follies and all of that. It you really want to have I think more humor and a, a, a character that's a little bit more free to make people you know magical. Yeah. 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 I think that right. I think that's always a, a touch to add. You know, I do that. I you know in my romantic comedies I have added that you know and I actually when they were screenplays that I did I added it then but I didn't realize how much it meant when I wrote those before. You know I've changed a lot of the but I'm using some of the characters because I know them, but I have added a lot of magical, you know, because I think people really 
you know, they say they don't believe magical things happen, but sometimes when you are in love oh. and romance, it is magical <laughs> when it happens. You Absolutely. don't know how it happens. You know, you just, it happens, <laughs> you know. And I think, Bennett, what, how do you feel about that as far as, you know, magic, you know, during this time now, what, you know, what people uh, should I, be, okay. think, you know, how you feel I about believe it right that saying a spade is a spade. Um, I used to do an op-ed column, and people would say, you don't sugarcoat. I don't. And maybe that's me, but I don't sugarcoat. So yeah. if, it, if I feel something is not right, I'm going to, I'll be nice about it, but I will tell somebody the truth. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to hear the truth. Well, sometimes I mean, sugarcoating is nice. They sometimes say we have a vaccine coming. And so, you know, but they say we have this coming and that coming, and it ain't going to happen unless, you know, things change. And we're not changing. We're, we're more stagnating than changing. Um, you know, I, I see all these new books, and I've read some of them. And the authors are not as good as, say, and dare I say it, Charles Dickens, Hawthorne, some of the classic novelists, and present ladies included or discluded. But, you know, people stop really having writing and been adventurous to try things. And... uh, so it's the same old, same, you, you think it's the same old, same old, which sometimes it is, a lot of it. And that's the thing. You know, and because Amazon is the way it is, I think it's really difficult for authors to really get out there. You know, Kathleen, you do a lot of ads. Do you want to talk a little bit about how people can get out there and what happens out there? And, you know, is it, is it good or bad now? I don't know. Well, I do a lot of Amazon ads. And I've taken every single course. I've read the books. And any time I've ever followed what they said, my sales go down. So I do it my way. And my way is a crazy (laughs) way. I just, like, kind of do it with a gut feeling. And, yeah, today I'm going to do that book, and I'm going to bid a little higher than usual or something like that. Um, I don't have hard and fast rules with it, and it seems to work for me. Um, See, I think ads. I think a lot of people don't do ads, you know. So, how you want to explain a little how they do it? Because I think people don't actually know how to do it sometimes, you know. And it gets confusing when you start reading everything. And a lot of people don't do ads. So, what makes you like it so much? Um, well, the exposure. Um, I do Kindle Unlimited, and if people can't see me, they're not going to even look for me. You know, they don't. Yeah. No, I'm there. That's how it is with um, Amazon. You can be buried. There's what over eight thousand, eight million books out out there now. So do you, um, see, I go back and forth. Sometimes I think, oh, I'll do, I do the KDP, you know, Amazon, you know, I do it the KDP when I, you know, I'm unlimited. But then sometimes I say, well, you know, if I want to be in Barnes and Noble or Smashwords, then I'm not going to be able to sell there. So I and now, but I do think if you're on unlimited you have the opportunity to let people really see you more i think yeah. and i think they yeah. give you more exposure yeah i think amazon if you're does. on paris well, do you, yeah, are I you think... on are you on kdp the unlimited 
I have right now, out of 50 books, I have one that is on um, the unlimited. Sometimes I'll have as many as five, but um, I really try to keep my most of my eggs in the other basket. I've, yeah. And I do a little bit of advertising, um, but I've found that really when you get down to word of mouth, you know, if, if you can people get people understood, that word of mouth is going to pay off more than anything. If you've got yeah, a good but book you, and you also have fans, you know. I mean, I, you know, for me, I do say what I, some of the mistakes that I've made because I do write in different genres, and I do think if you stay, even if you know, even if Kathleen, you're going into the Christian market, but you're still in the romance market, you know. But I think when you do different genres, it doesn't give you the same amount of fans because you're. You're switching over, you know, because if you write, like, let's say, children's books, and then you write a memoir or you write a sexier book or just a romantic comedy, you don't get the same amount of, you know, um, fans, I think, you know, because you're dispersed all over the place. So I think that's a problem for some authors, myself included. You know, and I'm working on just finishing my third romantic comedy, and then I think I'll do a series in the same genre, so I can are, you know Marcia, change it all up your for me. Film scripts are are they novels as well? They're novels. They're I had scripts. I started out as a script writer, and I have like twelve. I was a WGA agent, and we had a lot going on with scripts, and I, that's I loved writing scripts, and I have about twelve scripts. So I took. You know, I used to have a lot of clients, but then I decided it wasn't working because it's you can't keep. I was, you know, when you're in the WGA, you cannot charge people. So I was doing a lot of work. I had over a hundred clients, and then everything changed wow. in Hollywood with how to get films out there, and it's really hard. So I decided I'll just take my books and use some of the characters, the children's books I wrote before that, but the um, the scripts I used the characters. But what I found when I'm writing them in a book it doesn't hold true to my screenplays. I just know the characters, but it's not always in the same situation. You know, but um, I, and screenplays, it's very hard for screenplays now. You know, um, and now it's even going to be harder, so I don't even know what's going to happen. Yeah. But it is very difficult, you know, and if you have a lot of money, you can get your scripts out there because you can write, produce, and you direct them and get them out there. But now I don't know what they're going to do. You know, they have Netflix and all and Amazon and everything, but... I don't know. We'll have to see if the actors can go back to work. That's an issue. Yeah. For actors. Yeah, but they can't you know, I see the soap operas, they're back, but they're not really having like romantic scenes. And that could be, you know, you can do that if you if you're not in the same space, I think they're doing it. Yeah, but I don't know if they're gonna be doing a lot of outside shots. A lot. They may have already a studio thing, and and uh, they may be addressing the pandemic or not. It depends, and I'm not saying yeah, they, they might do. not want to. You know, I was I was starting to write a children's book about COVID, and then I I, I actually. It was like kind of depressed myself because I'm trying to say the kids are wearing masks and I'm ta- saying they're afraid and I'm thinking, oh, I don't even know if I want to write this. You know what I mean? Let alone have children read it. So I think there's so much out there, you know, so I'm kind of thinking that kids still should have fun books and, you know, this will pass and not to dwell yeah. that much for kids, you know, um, because 
you know, I have worked in a pediatric office for 20 years. I was, you know, a lab tech, and I did their blood and cultures and all of this. And every time I see kids in masks and everything, I am sad that this happened for that reason, for little kids, you know, because little kids yeah. should be able to go out and play and do everything. So I found it hard for me. So I think the same old magical fun books are probably the best way to go to keep, you know, like Kathleen said, to keep them happy, you know, you don't want to dwell on what's happening right now. And like her fans, like you said, Kathleen, about how people are feeling, you take them in another world. Exactly. Oh, I you know. I did hear one thing about COVID books on Amazon that they are censoring them and putting, um, instead of the cover, they're putting something about the COVID um we have to check to make sure this is all correct information, and they put it into the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I oh, think that's really? a good. Actually, that's a very good idea because, right, that's a very good idea. You know, because you really that's a thing. You know, because we've had author, I've had authors on, and you know, we don't, you know, knowing if you should ever put that in, but I'm thinking maybe not. You know, because it's going to be a difficult subject to put in, and you're right. If it's not going to be right, they may not. You know. Um, let it go on Amazon. It's interesting that they are putting on a different. I had a project I was working on. More as an editor called the Coven Tales. And the thing is that Amazon turned, you know, was ready to put it in there. If the, if I put a disclaimer in, I mean, it was not a pretty disclaimer. Nothing, I had a cover art on it. And uh, everything else, and Amazon said, no, we can't do that. Don't, don't we're not going to do that kind of cover. So I already know yeah. firsthand. Yeah, it's so it's not it. right. Yeah, right. So I think right. I, you know, I mean, you know, we are authors trying to make people, you know, forget their problems, and that's probably one of the things that we all as authors should rec- remember in our heads. But it is hard to pretend it's not happening when it is happening, you know, but the characters don't have to be exposed to it, I would assume, you know. Um, so I, uh, so does anybody want to talk a little bit about, like, Paris, when you're doing a, your your characters, I think I heard you say that before, you know, you know what you're going to do afterwards, and I know Kathleen does too. You have an idea. When you're writing one book, what the next one is, do you do that? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I was just thinking when you were saying about the the COVID thing. I have started a book, and I, you and I and Bennett were talking about it. But I came across it, and it was during um, really the nineteen seventeen eighteen Spanish flu. But they were actually uh, so. This has happened before, and it's killed a lot more than it has so far uh, back then. But um, I came across a character then who was being sprayed for the typhoid, uh, which was an outbreak at the same time. So that character came out of that. So history repeats itself. Yeah, that's what they say. um, Yeah. Well, let's stop repeating now. What? I'm sorry, what did you say? Let's. Stop the repeating now. Yeah. 
Does that you know? That would be nice. I, I forgot to right. I forgot, Kathleen. If you have a question you want to ask Paris or Paris, you want to ask Kathleen. Feel free to you know or Bennett. If we want to ask Bennett questions, we can because he's <laughs> sure. I'll, I'll do the interview. I wanted to ask Kathleen how you got started. What made you decide I'm going to do this? My son was going to go college. Well, he just moved down to Texas about two, three years before that, and I hadn't decided to go get a job yet. I wanted to make sure he could see starting a new high school and this and that. But then he was going to college, and I was like, well, what am I going to do now? And I started having panic attacks. <laughs> so I was like, I can't go for an interview. What am I going to do? And I read, like, maybe two books a day, and one of my sisters said, why don't you try to write? And I thought, oh, that, no way. And then I thought about it. I was like, okay, I can maybe do this. And then I wrote two books, and the third book a uh, publisher took, and then another publisher said, what else do you have? And I said, I only have the first two books I have ever written. She goes, I want them. So, that's great. See, that's, uh, a, that's a good story. I, I like those stories. That's a good story. That's a very good story. <laughs> because, yeah, I, I mean, it does happen. creative writing. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I teach creative writing. And one of the, the things I tell the students, if you really want to write a book, you have to have two things. And one is the love of reading. And the yes. other is just being possessed to write. Uh, I think that's important because there's going to be days, many days like right now when we don't feel like going in and, and doing it. But it's like you're possessed. Yeah, well, right, you know. And, I, you know, for a while I think I'm back now, you know, because I could feel it where I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't concentrating, but I, I can, I'm doing that now. You know, I mean, it takes time yeah. to adjust to what's happening, and, and I do feel that I'm adjusting now to the way we live. And so I, you know, had a little talk with myself and said, just do it, you know. And I'm very hard on myself normally when I write, but I said, just do it. You know, and I think that's a problem for people is because sometimes we're editing out and editing in our heads and thinking, oh, it's, this isn't right. But you just really have to just do it. I mean, that's always what I did in the past. I didn't think about you it. I just in wrote the process. it. Yes. Yeah. Just it, trust you know, in the and, process. That's yes, what I exactly. tell myself. Because <laughs> I'm. You, no, really, no, it's true. Crap. Yeah, the process is right. And then, you know, and I was listening to a webinar about somebody was talking and they were talking about, you know, movies, but they were talking about, you know, writing in general. And, you know, sometimes you're thinking, well, what should my character do? And then once you start and you're sitting and all of a sudden you're talking for your character and then the character gets you where you need to go and you go, oh, yeah, this is the way to do it. <laughs> you just, you know, because yeah. like you said before, it doesn't just come to you. You know, it it evolves, you know, and while yeah, you're – That's a good word, Some evolve. of those things. Yeah, yeah, because it does. And, you know, and then I'm thinking, yeah, this is right. <laughs> This is true because I think, you know, we all were editing ourselves out and thinking, oh, maybe this isn't good and that. But then the characters go, like, this is the way it should go, you know, and you follow that and usually you get to where you need to go. But if you're not sitting there doing it, you're not going to get there. It's not going to Yeah, happen. you've got to have something to work with. I, I tell my students, if, if you don't know anything, sit down and look out the window and say, oh, the grass is green. I wonder why it's green, but look over there at that brown patch, and at least it'll take off. Well, it's bound because someone has been throwing cyanide acid on it, and it your stories take off, but you've got to have something to work with, so write anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to do a creative writing course, and I told them 
I said, I'm from Milmac. This is this is after Alf and a little, okay. And I took out a quarter and I says, do you know what this is? And I, and I said, is it food? Is it this? You know, what is this in God we trust? And and the the person looked at me and said, is that supposed to inspire me? I said, yes. Uh, yeah. And he did five pages <laughs> right there at that time. Right. Yeah. There you go. See, I yeah, we all get inspired by different things, you know, and we don't always know that. You know, sometimes when I'm watching TV, like my husband's always laughing because I have a little notebook, and then it can be, I don't even know what it is. It's, it's something I'm looking at that brings a thought about my character, and then I just write it down real quick. It has nothing to do with what I'm looking at. It's just something that comes in my head. Yeah. And I think, comes, other, yeah. you know, yeah, I mean, that's what authors do. So you really should carry like a little pad of paper or something or do it on your phone, you know, just because those thoughts will not come back. They don't. You know, especially, you go, I'm going to remember this. Marcia. <laughs> what, what was it? <laughs> I said, you especially say? at night, you want that notepad yeah. by your bed because I wake oh. up and think, I'm going to remember this, and I don't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. You know, I, I do, does everybody here dream a lot? I do dream a lot. And, you know, and sometimes I remember them, sometimes I don't. But sometimes I wake up, I'm exhausted, and I just remember one thing about it, and then if I, like, write the word down, I'll remember it later. But sometimes I go, oh, like you just said, I'll remember this. But then I go, no, I don't remember this. I have no idea. <laughs> yep. And I'm trying to think, what did I think of? Because, I, you know, like I know some people don't dream. Kathleen, do you dream? Yeah, I dream, but I, I really they leave me as soon as I wake up. Yeah, they do. Bennett, but so you got the. Oh, go do I dream like, or do I write that. things down, or both? <laughs> when I was doing a weekly column called "To Be or What," yeah. uh, I used to I used to think of ideas at midnight, and used to write them down. And at yeah. that time, I was married, and my wife came in. And she said, what are you doing? I yeah. said, writing next week's column. Yeah. And it was done by morning. I wasn't yeah. sleeping afterwards because she kept yeah. me up. She says, you're yeah. going to, but I was writing the column. Yeah. Ideas would strike you, you do it. You, you got to strike while the iron is hot. That's why I tell yeah. all the writers I know. I think a lot of people, you know, when I think like maybe 10 years ago or 11 years ago, I used to see more people up at night because we were all responding and talking. Bennett, you too. You know, but I find that now that late at night, they're really not, they're probably just tired or they're not out. And, you know what I mean? I used to have a lot of conversations with people late at night, but I don't have those anymore because, yeah, I, you know, I think we were talking about before the show is that a lot of people aren't there anymore. They're not writing or they're not even out right. there, you know. And I do miss some of the people I used to talk to, but they're just gone. They just disappeared, you know. And uh, it's just hard to stay in this, you know. So, like, Kathy, you you said, you know, you you just made it up in your mind. You need to have money, so you went and you're doing this, you know. And Paris, you keep doing this. And Bennett, we're all doing this. So, I mean, you know, but for those that aren't, what? What could you tell well, them to make them stay in this? They're, they're what? Maxed out? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, maxed that's out. true. They, they said no thanks. 
Is that what you think? No, I'm I sorry, but that. I've missed something. No thanks to what? I, I missed yeah. something there. I, 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 they, what do you they mean decided they no not thanks? to write and spend more time with their families, or they decided oh, okay. to go into another profession or teach yeah. or um, you know, not really write or do a private journals and not really public, which bothers me immensely because – I think they could still write, but they don't have the uh, inspiration, the gumption, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I talked to a young writer who I knew three, four years ago, and he said to me, he says, I have no idea. I don't know what to write anymore. So I'm out. I, he says, I'm tapped out. And this is a oh my, kid I think. <laughs> Yeah, I can't imagine well, that either like, because I have like so many things of, I want to write about. Right. I can't yeah. imagine that. But he's 28. And, yeah. I, you know, he doesn't know what to write. He's 28. Yeah. I hate to say it. I'm 61 and I still have ideas. I, I have notes all over the place. Blue, yellow stickies are all over the apartment. Yeah, but Kathleen, I mean, what, what do you say to somebody like that? I mean, you know, because you keep writing and you're successful at it, and Paris, both of you are. So, what do you say to people out there to continue, make them continue with the, what they like? I mean, they like, they just, I think maybe they're thinking that they have to make a lot of money all the time, but sometimes you don't in this field. That's that's an issue for a lot of people too. They want, you know, you need to make a salary. They think they're going to make money. All of, you know, from the get-go, but I mean, it's taken me years to get to where, you know, you are right. I can support my, my my husband was working at the time when I was starting and doing all this, so I didn't really have to worry about it as much. Yeah. Um, but I think you really have to love what you're writing. There's so many people that are like writing to market, and it's like, no, yeah. I am not going to write about whatever that is because I don't know what that is, and then I don't want to have to be writing it for and editing it and all this other stuff for the next six months. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't know how everybody can write so fast. I see a lot of people out there, they really are writing very fast. And I'm thinking, so, yeah. I don't know, it takes me time to know my characters, and I have to, you know, be involved in them and then, you know, try to feel that I know them when I'm writing them. You know, and I think a lot of people, you know, you like you're saying, you, they just jump out and say, I'm going to do this. And, you know, unfortunately, for the writers that really, you know, write a really great story, a lot of it, it that's not about the ones that make the money a lot of times because they get tons of reviews. People love their books and they don't read them, actually. They say they love them. And, as we said about Amazon, it looks like, oh, look at these people. Their numbers are great. They're selling a lot, you know, and they're not even in the right category sometimes. You look at it and you think, how did they get in that category? They're like placed in a category that they don't even belong in. It's so, I, mean, I remember when I, <laughs> I was going to say when I started out writing, uh, the first publishing house was Popular Library, and I remember them telling me, they would rather invest in a hack writer, which is someone, and that has such a, a negative connotation, or yeah, yeah, the connotation, I should say. Yeah. But someone who is going to produce book after book because uh, then someone who earns, and this is back in the 70s, who earns 100000 right off the bat, bat from their first book, and then that's it. They they were inspired, but that's it. It's come and gone. So they yeah. want someone who's steady and reliable. They want to invest in that kind of a writer. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but you also, 20 years ago, research wasn't as popular Internet-wise than anything else. Yeah. I mean, you could look up today on the Internet, and I'm not trying to be funny, but you can, you know, how to make a Denver omelet, how to, uh, yeah. what happens when you, get, when you die. Yeah. I mean, everything is there. You don't have to. Okay. I did. I used to like. I actually to. did used to like going to the library and researching things. I mean, oh I, my I, gosh, I, yeah. I know. Don't you miss that? I mean, I do miss that because I used to go and I used to and sit and I used to book. take like ten books. I used to take ten books and I used to sit down and just look through them, you know. And I just would look through them, and, and it wasn't. I wasn't copying anything they did, but while I was looking through them, all of a sudden my brain started to work, and then I just started writing, yeah. you know. And I do miss that because. Being at home, all, like, or online, you know, all the time, you can find it so easily, like, if you're looking for something, you know, and, but when you're in the library, you have to go search for it, and then when you're searching, you find something else, and you go, oh, this sounds interesting, you know, but you don't <laughs> I do can that I identify with that, Marsha. Yeah, I, right. I do much better, exactly what you said, having yeah, to yeah. read through a lot of books, because yeah. I write down other ideas, and I end up going back to them. Yeah. Yeah, and I think those are the things that, you know, researching, you know, and when I do, even when I did screenplays, I had a hard time, um, I wrote it, I wrote actually in a man's name, because in those, you know, when I did it, I didn't think they wanted female writers, so, you know, and I, uh, it was about, I did some cop, you know, things with police and whatever, and I wanted to know everything exactly right then, you know, now they kind of, even when you're on TV, they go, they show the murder, and then that's the end of it. But not, they didn't used to do that. You had to be talking. You know, you were questioned and all of that, you know. But, and so you you don't want to be – one thing a writer doesn't want to do is be wrong if they're writing something about a profession. You know, you don't really want to be wrong, you know, um, on that. So I think those are the things that you don't do anymore. So I think sometimes, you know, the writers from the past, they did, and the writers that have been writing for years – Will they are more detailed that way? I think we all know that. Is that true? Would you, everybody think that you know more detailed? Yes. Well, well, I, I know. Agree, I, know I want to ask you what your man's name was. You wrote under. I want to go read Max, it. Max Irving. Max Irving. Max Irving. All right. I didn't write books under that name, and I think I, you know, and I may use that. I, I, I truthfully, this sounds crazy, but I've said it before. I wrote better under that name than my own. I had more leeway. I had a lot of trouble writing uh, swearing in those years. I really did, and now I don't, but I did. <laughs> and it was an issue for me, <laughs> you know. And, so, uh, Margie, I you I, know what to do now, right? Yeah, well, I do. I, swear, I can swear now, but I didn't. And, you know, and even with <laughs> erotic and making sexy things, I didn't do those in those years, you know. And when you write a screenplay, you really don't have to go into depth. You just put them in a room and that's it, and you go, okay, and then they're talking. But you don't have to go into depth, you know. So And, you know, which brings me to, Kathleen, you're writing in the Christian romance, which is a great field. How is that going? Yeah, it's growing. It's really growing. Um and it's so how nice do you feel it's different from the way you were writing before? Oh, well, you know, I felt like I was writing the same um, bedroom scene over and over and over. And I just was like, i got to get out of here. So then I wrote yeah. an, I, I, an Amish book. And yeah. I was like so blown away how they conveyed 
how they were attracted to each other without even touching each other. I thought, oh, yeah, that is a chip. Yeah, so it must be interesting. See, that's a whole interesting topic. We've never discussed that because that's, you know, um, so what, like when, so you don't write any, roma- you write romance scenes or just words? No, I write when scenes with like a kiss, but there's no like foreplay, there's no bedroom scenes, yeah. there's, you know, you mentioned that because they're all virgins. You mentioned that it's the wedding night. <laughs> <Right. laughs> so, um, and people like it. I mean, they can't find books like that. And I've been getting a yeah. lot a lot of thank you notes from people like, thank you so much. Wow. So. See, that, see, that's the other thing. Okay, so the other thing is if you're writing books, okay, and you're on Amazon, let's just say, and I was reading a book. Uh, well, I actually was, I like the Audible. So I was listening to the book, and at first it did not start out real sexy. So I think it wasn't in that erotic, you know, genre. And then, like, one chapter in, I'm thinking, what is going on here? This is an erotic book, okay, by all the scenes. And I'm thinking, like, how is that? That See, because if – and it, it, it may have been a man writing the book. I'm not sure. Because when you write a book, like some of the – in the past, when someone wrote mystery, the, the people in the past, when they wrote books with sex scenes, it wasn't called – it wasn't in the erotic genre, okay? It was mm-hmm. – just a mystery, thriller, you know, whatever. Yeah. But now, if you put a few sex scenes in there, that makes it erotic? Not really. It's just part of something, it's just romance in a lot of ways. It's right. not always erotic. So how do you feel, like, if you were going to tell people out there, how they can, what is the difference? Why is that such a... Why is that happening now where everything, if somebody writes an erotic book, Bennett knows it too, we've had a lot of erotic authors on, and uh, their books, they don't push them out as much because it's under erotic. And they're not really that erotic even anymore. I know, because they're hiding them. (laughs) They are hiding them. (laughs) Bennett, you know this from a lot of the authors. Yes, they are hiding them. And isn't that sad? I mean, Black is not hiding them. But she's Somebody not you in know charge. and I know, Elizabeth Black is not hiding them. She's doing not, a fairy I'm not talking tale about the authors. I'm not talking about the authors hiding them. I'm talking about on Amazon. Amazon. They're, they're oh, not, Amazon, you can't find it. That's what I'm saying. Right? No, I know Elizabeth <laughs> Black isn't hiding them. <laughs> no, I do know that. But, you know. Elizabeth Wright, Bright, Black writes great ones. She co-hosts with me a lot of times, and we have so many great authors on, and they're such fun, you know, to have on a show. And it's really sad that their books go, you know, a lot of times they are not shown, you know. So I think that's a problem. Some of the more popular books in romance are the bad boy romance, and they do have a lot of um, sexual scenes. But what I yeah. notice, if you read down um, the description, so have a disclaimer on the bottom saying that if you don't read, enjoy reading about sexual situations and swearing and this and that, yeah. this book is for you, which I think is good to have. To yeah, I think that's a good great. idea, right? Yeah, but, you know, but, you know, but, you know, it, it's just kind of sad, though, you know, when, because years ago, if you pick up an old book, there's plenty of sex in those books. Yeah, a lot of sex. 
you know, and even on TV and on the shows, I'm looking at them sometimes. I'm going, oh, because I'm a, I love movies and you know I've been watching a lot of things. But I'm thinking like, oh my God, this I can't even believe this is on. This is regular TV. It's you know it's it's unbelievable the scenes that they show now. Are you saying it's more it, erotic now? Is that what more you're erotic in every level? And I'm thinking that's okay. I don't care, but I'm I'm shocked that sometimes it is, and because it's shocking when people well, if you. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bennett. He is competing with cable. And, you you know, somebody to yeah. show a naked Gucci on primetime between 8 and 11, that's mm-hmm. fine. Because, you know, cable, they were doing full nude scenes. Right. They and, do. you know, the FCC is not saying a darn thing since people are buying cable. Yeah. Whereas if they're doing showing a naked tushy, not a not a penis, a tushy, that's acceptable. If somebody is wearing a very low, low, low outfit <laughs> where you could almost know her religion by how close, you know what I'm saying? She, you know, you can almost it, you don't even need the top. It's like so close. You know, men are just enjoying. I'm saying men, but you know, men. even women are enjoying oh, yeah, that. Everybody, stuff. everybody is, and that's the thing. You know, but it, and it's so different. So that's why you know, with, with writing books, you know, I, you know, when like you were saying, Kathleen, in writing a clean story is what I see now. A lot of them say it's a clean story. You know, and yeah. so I, I think that you know, I think if the story is good, I. I think it shouldn't matter that much, you know, if it's, you know, which what market it is, but it's very difficult on Amazon to place yourself in the right place. And exactly. because once you once you put it in and you it it, it go it, it gets all screwed up if it's not exactly right at the beginning. Well, you know, you can have So categories. the parameters of clean are what? I I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I don't know. Well, all right, I, Kathleen. What do you you because you you're doing one right now? Well, so the parameters. Um, no jam. I found that out because I didn't think "damn" was really a swear word, but it is. Really? So, you know, they, yeah. they let me know. <laughs> Every yeah, they do. Now this problem was beavers do. But don't don't most people and you know I I you know I didn't swear you know and I I remember. Years ago, I never even thought my father swore, but I guess I found out later he did when I got older. But, you know, but I think that, you know, people do swear a lot more than they did years ago. So I think, yeah. you know, but that's interesting to think that damn would be a word that you couldn't say, you know. Yeah. I always remembered they did the cutoff words. And I always hated when they did that. And they did what that in television. I'm sorry? But what word? In, what are they called? Cut off? Okay. If you say that, mother, bum, bum, oh, oh, bum. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Cut oh, off. Yeah. Uh, okay. I get it. Yeah. Cut it off. See, but, but the you other thing is. the word might be with an F word or with a, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. Or yeah, mother trucker, that's... you know. Yeah. I think, Cut off yeah. words. I think yeah. See, that's that's a thing, you know. Where, but you you know, sometimes you know, I feel like if you're writing, it depends on the character. 
There are some characters, if you write them, you can, they do swear. And it took me forever to get over the fact that that was not me. People would think it was me. And, it, you know, I really, those are my beginning problems. And it wasn't me. It was my character. So, see, when we're well, all right. writing, it isn't even us. It's We're writing our characters because you can't, if you're writing a certain type of character, you've got to talk like that character talks. How do you exactly. that? I, I, I don't usually use swear words that often, but I'm going to say this. There's a beautiful book called Killer by the hitman named Joey. And the first line in the book, which got me reading the whole book, was F. I'm going to say the word. Excuse <laughs> yeah. my language. Fuck the Godfather. That was all it said. And it got me interested to read the rest of the book because that yeah. hooked me. It was the yeah. hook. We, yeah. we as writers, know about hooking a, an audience by using a hook or using uh, different devices. It got yeah. me by uh, subliminally just using a phrase that was not something you expected. So Kathleen, no, you're in Texas. You're in Texas, Paris. You are, you know, can't. Do you feel that? I mean, that helps write cowboys <laughs> things. I would assume, <laughs> you know, that's why it's hard for me. You know, <laughs> here's a Jewish girl from the city. Don't think this is happening for me. It's hard, you know, because I, and unfortunately, I write a lot of things. Well, Michigan Avenue, you know, media, I love Michigan Avenue, and, you know, we've had issues in Chicago. And I'm thinking, oh, my beautiful street that I love, that I named my company after, you know. And I'm thinking this is, sometimes it does matter where you live as to how you write. Would you agree to that sometimes? It's helpful Kathleen, you want to take that first, and then Paris? I know a cowboy. I had never seen a horse that touched a horse before <laughs> I wrote my first couple of series. I do now have two uh, rescue horses. Still don't really know any cowboys. But I there was some, uh, the genre that I love to read. So I read every single book. <laughs> Is that you, Bennett? Is that Bennett? <laughs> no, that was, the, uh, that was my other line ringing. Oh, okay. I thought you were doing a cowboy song while she's talking. No, no, no. It's my other line ringing, telling me I've got somebody that wants to talk to me. And I thought I muted it, and I didn't. Slap, slap, okay. slap on my wrist. All right, Kathleen, so but, you, don't, you, you didn't know, know anything about a horse? I always love when they do that. Not that, not that they get asking to talk to me, but, you know, I don't mind. I love both. Cowboys. I love the Cowboys. But you see, I'm from the John Wayne school of Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, we. Yeah, other than the cow, the movie The Cowboys, uh, John Wayne was Teflon. You couldn't, you could bite him, shoot him, whatever. And he was, couldn't even get, you know, Big Jake, yeah. all, the, all the movies. So and, I, so, uh, I just wanted to hear what Kathleen didn't finish when she was she was talking about she didn't oh, know I'm anything sorry. about horses. So how did you manage to do this then? Um, I just you know like I said before, I, the characters I like they're flawed. So I got, I got into what I wanted the character to be like, and right. I'd read every romance because about um, westerns because those were what I loved to read. 
that I felt more uh, very knowledgeable about it. Um, I, yeah. I grew up in Rochester, New York, so it's not like I, you right. know, I you didn't knew know it right. Yeah, but at least I can say I have been on a horse, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. But who's your hero, Kathleen? Other than me, who's your hero? <laughs> oh my hero! Oh goodness, it's hard to find heroes these days. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm listening. Who's your hero? Who's your cowboy hero? It doesn't matter if it's erotic or not. Who's your heroes? Oh, uh, you know, I really like um, Sam Elliott, and it's because of his voice. <laughs> Oh yeah, Sam Elliott. Oh my God, Sam God, Elliott is everybody is everybody's hero, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the voice and the hair. Voice, that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Paris, what about you? How do how do you, you know? I mean, it just comes naturally. Do you, you do a lot of research? I I figured that right. Your research. Yeah, I do there. a lot of research, yeah. and I write more historicals. Uh, yeah. Um, and sagas rather than, um, but you know, I've done murder mysteries. I've done yeah. um, international espionage. I, I find back to what Kathleen said. I have to agree that I don't. I absolutely avoid, try to avoid. Let's not say absolutely, writing about what I know. I would be. I get so bored, and if I'm bored, I'm yeah, going to bore right. you. So it's yeah. always something I am enthusiastic about and want to know more about um, that I write about. Right. So that's you know that's that's really I think that's the thing you know right when you can write other type other than how you live you know you can just go out of your comfort yeah zone and learn I different, used to li- you know. I used to live in New York okay and the reason I say this is my favorite show was called McLeod which they tra- transplanted a cowboy from Dallas New Mexico to New York, and just watching yeah. him adjust always was amazing for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, they did that more, right? And right, they did that a lot of times in you know uh, years back. They did it's other things. Water you know. syndrome. Yeah. All right, Bennett. We should. You, I know you want to plug your show, so go for it. <laughs> I do want to. I do want to plug my show. I know. Yeah, I know. Daryl Ray will be my guest on the twentieth. <laughs> Melissa Kerr will be my guest on the 27th. The great, great Sarah and I will be doing a legal show type on the 3rd. And Elaine Veeps will be here on the 10th of September. Evan Towns on the 17th. And Dean Marie Scafusa on the 24th. And Nanette Hoffman uh, will be here on the 1st. I have more, but why, why, why bother you guys with this lovely lineup? But um, I, right. I will, I will tell you one thing, and it's an author we both love, Marcia. Lindsay yeah. Downs always seems, and I, I love his work, but he always seems to tweak other genres, and I love his work. I really do. And yeah, he's moving. Yeah, he does move on with other genres, right? He started in one genre and he moved on. You know, uh, right? That's really true. You know, um, we have also you and I are doing a show together next um, next week with Dina and twenty fifth um, with Dina yeah. Reynolds. Yes, and we're all right, and um, we're forgetting one person on. <laughs> 
I, I know the person, but I'm not. It's not my show. Leanne Sadahine Mercy. Right. We're having both. I'm looking at a calendar. You know, nobody wants to look at my calendar because I have little notes that I'm, I can't even read what I'm doing. You know, and then, you know, I can't even believe that we're. I'm having Brian Freeman. Uh, who does uh, did a new book on the Born Adventure, and so um, he's on. Well, that's already in, that's in October. I see. I missed my whole book. See, I don't ever do what you do. I just post it a million times after I'm for the week of the show. So because you know, I think this is the part about marketing. You have to really, you know, you can't make people hate you. So you can't. You know, I market a lot, but I try to market in different places because I don't want people to take me off as their friend because, and I'm not even sure anybody sees half of this stuff now. So, you know, I think we can all agree that I think that happens, right? I mean, have you noticed that, well, Kathleen? That's part of the game, Paris. You are the marketing. Well, well, let, yeah. let me tell you a funny, funny, funny story, and it's involving one of our lovely panel guests. Uh, they, I I joked about this guest. I said, I'll always remember Paris. Sigh. <laughs> and they said, who the heck are you talking about? I said, Paris Alton Bonds. You should read her new book. <laughs> and they're like, oh, why can't you just say Paris Alton Bonds? I said, because it got you to at least read the, the blurb. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And, and Marcia, thank you for having us on. Oh no, I love having you guys on. You know, and I, I think you know, I want everybody to. I want you both to say, you know, your link, you know, your links where people can find you. But no, this is true. You know, and I think that um, having you know the shows. I mean, Bennett knows this too. I mean, I've done them for all these years, and I do love them because it's fun. You know, and I thought it was so. I was. I thought. Paris, when you said to me, she, when I <laughs> texted you the first time, she goes, do you think maybe you should be on Bennett's show? <laughs> Thinking like, okay, I'll be on Bennett's show. I, like, I don't think I you knew know. that I really knew it. <laughs> no. And I did, I know. I and I thought you were went like, okay. <laughs> but you were so well, entertaining. I, thought, I also don't use many of the four words, the four-letter words and all. I don't use a lot of them. But I do ask, Paris knows this. Uh, the lovely Miss Ball knows this. You know this. I don't ask easy questions. I ask something no, that has to have a little thought. So, so are you saying like that? I don't think about my questions. Yeah, Marcia, Marcia, you your show right. always you thought. Might, you might but, be right. Uh, no, I'm just saying. When I ask a question, I ask a question yeah. like I remember when Kathleen was on my show and I asked her about, hey, you ever think of another genre to be in? And yeah. she said, that's a good question. Right. And I was like, I felt like I had a pat on my head. Yeah. <laughs> well, that Marcia, was a I good you because you make. You make me feel comfortable, and it's easier to talk to. So uh, thank yeah. you for making me feel at home. <laughs> yeah, well, like, you know, when we do shows, you know, I mean, I learned from uh, April Robin, who does live in Texas. She had, like, 30 of us that were hosts, you know, and none of us knew anything that, you know, and I was scared to even do a show. And she said, oh, you could do this. I go, I was, 
I was petrified. She goes, no, you can do this. And she, this is a show she <laughs> had. She just had people on and everybody talked. And I went like, I like that because I, you know, it's better. It's so much more fun because you don't know what you're even going to talk about. It's just, you, you know, in your head, the people that are on and what they will talk about. I'm, you know, we're not going to talk about children's books when I have authors here, you know, but I do have children's shows when we just do that. You know, I'm having more of them than I've had in the past. I used to have them all the time, but now because of the kids, you know, being home, I think it's really important to have children's authors on to talk about their books, you know. Um, but I think, you know, that's it's just fun, you know, because we all need to have fun, you know, and that's 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 the motto. I, my motto is fun. Well, so fun. Um, Thank you. I, I, I tell everybody where they can find you, Paris. Uh, you can find me at um, parasaftonbonds.com. It's A-F as in Frank, T-O-N, Afton. Laughing at you. We got you. Bennett. Okay, and Kathleen? Well, I just wanted to plug that I have a free book out until the 22nd. It's a free box set, and it's called Romance on the Oregon Trail, and it's on Amazon. It's I really think I good. put that picture out. I think I might have put it out. On, I think I added that. Is that on your cover? That's one of your. It's on your cover, right? It was. That, no, that was a different box set. Okay, just send it to me, and I'll put it. On, I'll put it on the show page. Just put it on. You know, send it to me. Okay. I'll put it out. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Because I'll add. I add. I add in. You know, it's it's. The thing about Black Talk, we can add things afterwards. Not, you know, not the title of it, but we can add pictures. You know, I'm I'm big on banners and pictures, and I do like that. Oh you yeah, know, Bennett knows I do. You know, it, it's a, you know, because people, I people, that is what they like. That's why Instagram is so important. You know, because people just look at the pictures. It's visual. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a very visual world now. You know, and uh, can I plug quick. my book, The Baron? Yes, you can. You can. Yours are out there too. It's Go the ahead. Sec- and this, this is a western in a sense. It's the second of a five-book series called The Texicans. So, and it's well, out right now. And the, and the bravados will be yeah, out. So that's a good name. That's it. So you get it. Thank that's you. That's right. <laughs> right off there. Right, so yeah, and um, as always, if anybody wants to me to post something for them, just send it to me, and I'll put it out. I, I, you know, I like to do that. You know, and um, my and Bennett has his show Thursday, so everybody will tune in, and then we have another one. He has well Thursday minus Tuesday, and that's it. So I thank you every. You know, it was a great show. Thank, thank you. you, and thank you, Bennett, for introducing me to these wonderful authors because I really like them. Thank you, Bennett. <laughs> Well, thank you, Bennett. I love both of them. Bye. Bye, bye, everybody. Have a good night. Bye. Have a good night. Be well. Bye-bye. Yes, same for you. There we go. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, 
provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.